Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast number one, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. I'm Randy Hess, and I'm with I'm the, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habaker. Good morning, Hal. Good morning, Randy. It's great to see you and hear your voice. Great to see you. What I'd love to do this morning, and feel free to interject here at any time. This is our very first podcast, and I want to give you a little feel for what Finishing Well Ministries is all about, what we're trying to do, uh, what our, how God orchestrated this. And Randy, I'm going to ask you to jump in anytime you have a thought or two to add, but uh, welcome. And I hope this is a beginning discovery of what it means to finish well, to live well day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. So what is Finishing Well Ministries about and why are we doing it? Well, let me tell you, it starts with me personally. I was a pastor most recently for 21 years at Dallas Bible Church here in Dallas, and the Lord led in a transition. So what was I going to do? Well, I had this keen interest in older people. And Randy, you were there. You were one of my friends in the church when all of this started. So it led to a number of conversations and one of the dreams that I've had is to encourage older people to finish well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is our culture, in a sense, says when you're retired, you're finished. Mm-hmm. You, you're finished with your productivity. You know, the company says, we don't need you anymore, so you're out. So right. the whole retirement idea in our culture is, well, we don't need you anymore. Well, and unfortunately, you know, I felt as a pastor, I'm watching the church for 45 years in full-time ministry, I feel like the church marginalizes older people as well. You know, it's completely against the scriptures. The scriptures value older people. The fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother. It's the first commandment with a promise that your days may be long. The scriptures value older people in an incredible way. You go to Peter's sermon on Acts 2, verse uh, 17, where he talks about young men, your daughters, your old men dreaming dreams, young men seeing visions. You see this multi-generational approach to the church. But in many churches today, you just don't see that. Older Mm -hmm. people are marginalized. Uh, and they ask themselves, what is my value? Well, as I said, scripturally, older people have an incredible value in their lives. They have the experiences, the wisdom, the failures, the hardships, everything out, to, out of which to speak and love younger people. You know, we as older people, we're, we're not these wisdom dumpers in a sense. I mean, I want to learn from my kids, my grandkids, but I want to share my life with them and how to encourage us to do that and make an impact for Christ is really the focus of Finishing Well Ministries. Well, it intrigued me right away. Uh, I'm not sure how to be totally, totally truthful and honest with you that I got it right away, but it was intriguing as you spoke about it. And it was obvious, uh, you know, that it was leading your heart 
in in a in a specific and special kind of way to me. Um, I was curious as to how you were going to launch it, how you were going to move it ahead, but I knew you knew what you, <laughs> I knew you knew what you were talking about, and I also had a, I think in <clears throat> since I was a, a in your body at your church for several years, um, I had a feeling about what you were getting at. Um, there was. Uh, in our body, uh, there were a number of uh, senior people, and um, I know that you spoke to us many times in what you tried to do, either what you tried to preach about or what you uh, got us to to do it with each other and think about. But as you moved on and you said, hey, I'm I'm thinking about taking another step, a different step in my life, I'm moving on to a ministry. I'm retiring from from being a pastor at the church. Uh, I have to say also that it gave me a little angst about it because I I wondered, gosh, I wonder who's going to be, and I wonder how we're going to be able to capture what you were talking about, how we were going to be able to make that work. Yeah. Well, the idea that keeps occurring to me, even I mean, this is five five years ago now, Randy. Yeah. We launched this. Yeah, that's right. The idea that that's keeps right. occurring to me is that. God's purpose for us never changes. Now, you're a corporate psychologist, an organizational guru. You mentor people. You know, one of the things that happens when you retire, your your purpose changes. Your purpose when you worked at the company or my purpose when I worked as a pastor, I knew exactly what I had to do or at least thought I did and kept growing at it. But then you leave the company. You leave the executive position. You leave the classroom where you've taught, you leave as a physician or uh, whatever you're doing, and you say, well, what is my purpose now? What do I do? Well, you know, from God's perspective, that's never changed. What I like to do is uh, quote Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. So as a as an aging person in your 70s or 80s, you don't work for that same purpose anymore, but your purpose is is exactly the same from God's viewpoint. It is to use your skills, use your wisdom, use whatever he has entrusted to you, the, the, the bank of experiences I've had, and how do you pass them on to the next generation and continue to use them? So what, what, what we've worked on is how to encourage older people to keep zeroing in on the purpose God has them here. You know, another verse in a poem that comes to my mind that has really captured me in this whole thing is Psalm 90, verse 12. Moses writes this, the oldest psalm in the Psalter. I don't know how old Moses was. He was somewhere, I'd say, between 110 and 120 maybe. He writes, so teach me to number my days that I may present to you, O God, a heart of wisdom. So here's Moses looking at the hourglass going down. It may have been the last 40 years of his life when he went to lead the people out of Egypt. You know, teach me to number my days. See, Teach me to get the best value from your standpoint, O God, out of my life. And then he closes in verse 17, confirm the work of my hands, confirm the work of my hands. He repeats it twice. Mm -hmm. So God has a work for older people to do, whatever their age, 
And the poem that I mentioned is by Robert Browning. It's in the, the long poem, uh, 32 stanzas entitled Rabbi Ben Ezra. And I love to quote just the first stanza. Uh, Rob Brown, Browning goes like this, grow old along with me. The best is yet to be the last of life for which the first was made. Our times are in his hands who saith, a whole I planned youth or your pre-retirement years show but half trust God see all nor be afraid so the way I see it God has the maximum impact of your life in your latter years does that make sense Randy it does and you know you have studied this a little bit how you've looked into some uh, some other folks out there who have uh, who have uh, explored, and delved into helping people adjust to the second half of their life, so to speak, or, or, or the last quarter, if you want to put it that way. Uh, you've looked at halftime, which is a, a process that some go through. Uh, I remember several years ago, uh, Rick Warren uh, wrote a book uh, about uh, the purpose-driven life. And in that, there was, uh, uh, I think, something around um, two questions related to what, you know, what have you done uh, for God? What have you done for Jesus? And the second question was, what have you done with what has been given to you? And so I see you asking that kind of thing because we are... Most of us, as we get into our aging years, do, I won't say struggle, but we are very fascinated with what is our purpose, what has been our purpose in life. Um, and we want, <laughs> many of us, we look at these pictures in, uh, on, in, in senior magazines, or we look at some things on TV showing seniors uh, you know, living, quote, unquote, uh, the good life. Um, you know, what are we doing? We're out there doing stuff to make us feel good. We're out there to entertain ourselves. We're out there to just have fun. And what I see is uh, in that a struggle to find purpose for, for my years now uh, or to, in some cases, uh, say this is my purpose, just to go play golf, you know, four times a week and, uh, and, and, and hang out. But many, after they think about what you're saying, after they look into what you're saying, after they explore it just a little bit, and after they reflect on it when they go home at night, I think they come to the conclusion that how's onto a perspective I need to get a hold of. And that is, what is it that God has for me that I do not see yet, or maybe not? Maybe I'm not aware yet. Uh, I can't agree with you more, Randy. Let, let me take a couple of different tacks. Uh, you know, as a student of the Scriptures, I don't know that I ever noticed this before I started to age. You know, Moses was how old when God tapped him to go to Egypt to lead the children of Israel? He was 80 years of age. Well, let me ask you, how old was Joshua when he took over for Moses? 
Well, he was 80 years of age. Mm. And, you know, they lived, Moses lived 120. I think Joshua lived 110. Joseph lived to 110. Mm. You know, uh, in, in Egypt, he led. And you say, what's the value of their lives at 80 plus? Well, it was an inestimable value. I mean, it's just crazy. And now I think about scripture writers. I mean, how old was David as he wrote many of his Psalms? He may have written Psalm. Well, I don't think he wrote Psalm 23 as a young man because he talks about the challenges of death, but it's a perspective all of life. I think of, uh, I love the gospel of John. Of course, I love all the gospel writers, but I think John wrote the gospel of John when he was in his early to mid seventies at the earliest, he could have written it later in his 80s. And he didn't write Revelation till he was in his late 80s or early 90s. I mean, you think about that. Mm-hmm. You know, these people and the writers in scripture, you go to the birth of Jesus and you see Simeon and Anna in the temple. Many people would suggest that Simeon was a centenarian. You know, Anna was, she was in her 84th year and these people are blessing Jesus. So here's, here's what I view. I mean, if you take a snapshot of your congregation and let's say that you, you have a healthy number of aging people and you ask yourself as a pastor, what are these older people, <laughs> post-retired people, what is their contribution to our church? And if you look at the scriptures, you would say we wouldn't have the Bible without the aging contribution to the life of the church. It's incredible. I mean, Paul writes his letters from prison in his last day. Peter writes his both letters to the scattered tribes in his 60s before his last day. So you look at the big picture and say, what are you bringing to this congregation? What do you bring into your family? What do you bring into your community? And do you have a clear sense of what God's mission is for you right up to the point of death? You know, if you have your cognitive abilities and, I mean, even a limited strength, God has a purpose. I think of Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it because God is in charge of my life and he has a purpose for me at this age. It doesn't matter whether you're 30, whether you're 40, whether you're 50, whether you're 60, you're 70, you're 80, 90. God has a purpose for me at this age. And I think that is a riveting message to get out and encourage older people, older believers. Psalm 138.8 says, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Ever, ever, ever. So what's the work of your hands at 70, at 75, at 80, 85, 90, 95? centenarians. God has a plan for us. And then I think of the impact of this in the, in the church, Randy, as a, as a, I'm a churchman. Uh, I've given my life to the church. I would give anything in my life for older people to be the best encouragers of younger people. I would give everything in my life for older parents grandparents to be pouring their lives into their adult kids, their grandkids, and even their great grandkids. You know, if God lives us, leaves us live long enough, what is our value to the community around us? And uh, it's an inestimable value. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. nothing could replace the contribution 
that God has in mind for older people. So I'm back to my first, uh, back where I started. Why does God create the aging years? Why does he let us live in general? Yeah, there are all kinds of exceptions, but why does he let us live long enough to see the impact of our lives and to keep growing right up to the very end so that our lives have great value in terms of how he sees us and how we can contribute to the rest of uh, our communities, our families around us. I, I, I just think it's, I guess you'd have to say how for me at my age, and thank you for asking me to be one of your board members, but at my age, this question is uh, on my mind a lot. I can't believe I'm that different from many others out there. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not, trying to, not trying to position this in a struggle kind of mentality. I'm just saying I think it's on our minds. It's just something we, we, we think about, we deal with, we look at our lives day to day, and we say, gosh, why, why, am I, why, am I, <laughs> why am I here? Am I designed to be here sitting in my easy chair you know, watching some kind of TV shows every day, wasting away? Or am I designed to uh, maybe find something a little bit more meaningful uh, that I can do for somebody else? What is it I'm here for? Which, which is those? And as, as, you, as you bring that message, Hal, and you have been bringing it, and it's been resonating quite well, uh, as you bring that more and more, people are going to wrestle with that. And they are going to come to the conclusion that they are, they are here for for something more uh, than just finding the good life or <laughs> finding so-called rest that they never quite find. You know, we could sum up this podcast today. Let me let me sum it up this way: Think through the scriptures first of all, and think of older people and where they were in life, and take them away. And what would you have? Uh, let's say Abraham. I think, what was he, 75 when he God called him out of Ur of the Chaldees? I mean, we talked about, you know, Joseph. You would talk about Jacob. You would talk about Joshua. You would talk about, uh, you know, I mean, you go right through the scripture. You talk about Peter. You talk about Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about John. I mean, you, you think of Paul. He wrote those letters from prison throughout the hardships of life. And you say, what would we have in the scriptures if we didn't have those older men and women speaking to us out of their heart for God and what God had done for them? And then it's just a practical thing. I I think about parents and grandparents and other older people who have poured their lives into us. Where would I be if I didn't have these older people who have given their lives for me and have mentored me and helped me immensely in my life? You know, I think of a good friend of mine, he's 93. He and I have had lunch, generally speaking, once a month for the last 40 plus years. He has poured his life into me and he's mentored me. I think of my mentors at Dallas Seminary where I studied. Uh, you know, just I could go all throughout my life. And of course, I think we have a tremendous purpose, which is why Browning says, grow old along with me. The best, the best is yet to be. God wants to use us 
in our aging years as never before. And I would argue even more now than when we thought our best productive years were in whatever, work, family, whatever. So God has an inestimable value for older people. And I look forward, Randy, with you regularly in these podcasts to processing the value of our latter years and uh, to keep pressing on. And by the way, if you uh, find this interesting, I'd love for to invite you to keep coming back. You, you'll be able to find these podcasts at our website, finishingwellministries.org forward slash podcast. They will all be there and you'll be able to get them on whatever platform you use for your podcast. And I'm looking forward to doing this with you, Randy. I want to explore your mind and what God's doing in your life and explore our ministry. And uh, just it's been a joy to be with you personally. And with those of you who have listened to us, we want to encourage you and invite your feedback in our lives. So God bless you. And we'll see you next time.